Hey, you guys, I'm Kayla and I'm Kelly from Wildfire, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. You know it. <laughs> Headed south, where it's warmer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're recording and uh, for today, Howie. How about that, right? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, as we're recording, um, well, when you hear this, I will not be in town. So, if you will I not be in state. I will not be in state. Yeah. I, you'll, <laughs> you might even see me somewhere along the beach. I don't know. We're not sure yet. Uh, I don't have I my exact so. uh, my itinerary set in stone yet, but I have some ideas. Well, so. uh, yeah, we're going to get some uh, recordings in here for you so that everything can stay on schedule like, uh, like we always do for you. Yeah. And, um, there's one thing I can say, Howie, since we started this thing last May... We've had at least one episode every week. Yeah, we have, and I was—I think, uh, and you know what? I'm not sure, but I think we're at our either 29th or 30th episode now for year number two. What you say? Like, yeah. We have more than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We have more than that. A lot more than that. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna have to keep count because I want to see. You know, I—I I did. I think we should do something special for our hundredth episode. You know, whatever and, that um, looks like. Let's not forget, and you know, during football season, we obviously do two during the week. Yeah, um, and we don't necessarily have to count them for our episodes because um, mm-hmm. we do those more for fun than anything. Yeah, but that does remind me, we probably start uh, start looking at some schedules oh, and get yeah. our predictions ready. It's right around the corner. Hey, you know what, Troy? There's only one schedule I'm looking at right now. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's going to be tough. Number one. Yeah, that's going to be tough to start off for you guys, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I know. Hey, you guys had a big signing, though. You guys uh, signed Melvin Ingram, I think. Yeah, I was really happy with that. That's that's going to be a nice additive for, um, you know, our outside rush. So I think he'll fit in nicely for you guys, honestly. I think that was a nice pickup. Yeah, I think so, too. Him and Watt are going to be, I think, a nice little team. I don't think the defense is going to be where you guys are going to struggle this year, though. No, it's not. Um, I will say, too, um, you know, I mean, I know we're talking football here, but um, uh. I don't care. Uh, but I will say um, I predict, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Steelers fan, but I predict Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the comeback player of the year. Hmm. 
He's got a he's got an interesting mentality and drive about him right now. And uh, well, you know, you, you said this last year too, right? You said I? he was going to become back player. Of the yeah, year I did. I did. And you forgot about somebody that came back from almost losing their leg. Yeah, I know. Uh, Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, I know. So let's not forget that somebody else is coming back from a pretty severe injury this year as well. Who's that? Prescott. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Dallas always finds a way to mess it up. So, <laughs> uh, honey, if you're listening to this, just ignore Hallie. <laughs> yes, and while you're ignoring, I'm also well just say it outright. They suck, Troy. <laughs> um, you know what? We can stay on the football talk right here, but it, sure. But um, with that football talk. Let's cue up some music in the background here because we got uh, two pretty famous birthdays in the football world. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's uh, get an introduction from Pantera here this week. How about that? Yeah, like I said before we started recording, man, if this doesn't sound like Pantera, I don't know what does. Yeah, I I, um, wasn't a big Neville fan, but I I did appreciate Pantera for sure. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I was a metal fan, and I enjoyed Pantera. Um, I think when it came to like heavy metal, mm-hmm. probably probably Metallica and Guns N' Roses were my two favorites. Yeah. So, so um, you know, in the football world, yeah, um, we have a two running backs. Um, first one is Alvin Kamara, the running back for the Saints, and he will be celebrating his 25th birthday today. Oh wow, twenty five. Yeah. I mean, that's... I know. Didn't you think he was a little bit older than that? <laughs> I'm thinking he's like thirty five and ready to retire. But I guess in football years, it, se- it seems like he's been in the league longer than that. It does. I guess this is only what his third or fourth year, maybe right? Yeah, and I mean, the, he's an amazing running back. That's for sure. Absolutely. So and uh, a late what birthday wish to yeah. uh, the late great Walter Payton. And by the way, uh, one so... of my favorite all time players ever. Walter yeah, Payton. absolutely. What a what a class act he was. Oh yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, he was born in 1954 and died in 1999. So what is that? Only 55 years old. Is oh that my right? gosh, I didn't realize he died that long ago. No, 45 years old. 45 yeah. years. Old. Wow, that's that's incredible. Uh, 45 years old. Yeah. And uh, so if we add 22 to that, you know, he would be 67 right now. Should still be with us, honestly. Oh I mean, that's gosh, that's yeah. crazy to think. That is crazy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You weren't obviously that old when uh, they made their Super Bowl run. Correct. But, yeah, I was um, only five. Yeah. yeah, but I remember it. Like you know, in fact, that year, uh, I I kind of put my fandom of being a Steelers fan aside because yeah. it was just a really cool thing to watch those Chicago Bears uh, run that season. You know, fifteen and one. Yeah. And uh, and Walter Payton was just a freak. He was a freak yeah. in nature. He was like that big, strong running back that not only could run around like Barry Sanders, but can run through people. Yep. And um, and there was a story. Yeah, he had a lot of the old school mentality to him, like the yeah. Earl Campbell, the John Riggins. Yep. The, you know, yeah, he had the speed. He could run by it, but he could run you over. Oh yeah. Too. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I remember watching. In fact, I almost think it was the same year as their Super Bowl run. Uh, they did this like special on Walter Payton's workout back in the day, and mm-hmm. uh, and he would run these giant hills uh, around where he lived, and he would just run up and down them like throughout the entire day for his training, 
And I can believe that. Yeah, and you think about it, when he ran, he was famous for those high kicks, those high leg You're kicks. You're right. And you really have to have those high leg kicks to run that kind of hill. And, and it's uh, funny you say that because, you know, you, you have him, one of the greats of all time, and, and then you have Jerry Rice. And I remember seeing videos of Jerry Rice doing the exact same type of workout. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. Well, yeah, Jerry Rice is, once again, I mean, there was a player who talent-wise wasn't the best. Right. But, I think he was only a second-round pick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go down that list. You know, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady. You know, mm -hmm. all those players who really weren't first-rounders just... Sometimes just hard work, work ethic, passion, heart, desire, desire, passion. Yep. I mean, that sometimes that just... You can have average talent, but if you have extraordinary talent in those other fields... I mean, it, it's just, I mean, nobody thought Tom Brady was going to be what he uh, was. Come on. No, no. They were hoping they had a, they were hoping they found a decent backup is what they were. Yeah, hoping. exactly. And and think about that. Every team passed on him at least twice. Uh, at least. <laughs> at least at twice. Least. Yeah. Because he was a sixth round pick. Right? Oh, that's round right. Pick, that's right. So think yeah. about that. I mean, yeah. my gosh. I think every anyway. scout should have been fired that year except for the oh, Patriots. But <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Um, and then we have um, two uh, people in the entertainment industry. We have uh, Matt LeBlanc celebrating his 53rd birthday. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> or wait. Of course of, uh, yeah, that was Matt LeBlanc, right? Um, Joey. Well, he was the one that played Joey. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was his famous saying, how you doing? And um, and another, you know, posthumous uh, birthday by uh, Estelle Getty. Oh my! Uh, is she yeah, still we lost alive? Her in no, no, we lost her in two thousand eight. Okay, uh, but this would be her ninety eighth birthday. She was born in nineteen twenty three. Wow! And if um, if I'm getting my Golden Girls correct, she was the one that played the mom, right? She was. Um, she did. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? I can't remember. <laughs> it's not Rose. Uh, shoot, it wasn't it? Wasn't Sophia right? Or was you know it what? Sophia? It was Sophia. Was it Sophia? It okay. was Sophia. And you know what? You might ask me, she how was, would she I was even know all that stuff? <laughs> yeah. You know all that stuff, Howie. Yeah, well, my uh, my grandmother um, used to watch it all the time. And I remember that was one of the things I remember about my grandmother. We always watched it together. So. Yeah, she was Sophia Patrio on The wow. Golden Girls. Wow. And, um, boy, I'm trying to remember. And, um do you remember which she was the mom of one of them, right? Is, am I not? Am I she right was the that? mom of the taller one. Um, Beatrice Arthur. Beatrice Arthur. Yes. But she played. Um, oh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's OK. Now we got it going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're in the right path. That's right. We're, we're right getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of people born. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I had some Golden Girl trivia. Yeah, here, right? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That uh, sounds like a where are they now segment in the near future, well, Troy. Well, I don't know about that because I think they're all on the ground except for Betty White. I was going to say Betty White. Betty White, who, by the way, would have been still older than Estelle Getty because <laughs> Betty is 99. I did not realize that. Yeah, she'll be 100 her next birthday realized she was older than Estelle Getty. Yeah, yeah. So, <sighs> I know, I know. I'll tell you what, man. If if the entertainment world doesn't throw a huge, huge birthday bash for Betty White, then they're missing out. 
she is so cool, right? She's she just so fun loving, and oh my gosh. Yep, exactly. You can't find anything negative about her in the uh, media for sure. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some other things in history that maybe will uh, conjure up some conversation. Okay. Um, so I thought this was kind of interesting, and maybe not too much of a talking point, but um, you know, of course, we had the big gold rush in California in 1849, right? Yeah. Well, in 1850. They finally discovered, hey, it's not just in California. There's some in Oregon, too. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting. That is. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally a year later. And I guess if you think about it, was even was Oregon even um, habited, you know, habitated or, or lived in? Mm, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Probably not near as much, obviously. Right, I mean, right. I mean, when did we purchase that territory out there? Wasn't that around? Um, was that part of the uh, Louisiana Purchase? Um, that, I or was it not know. quite that far yet? I don't think it was that far yet, but um, but I would imagine, yeah, it probably didn't have many settlers in there for sure. I would agree with you. You're probably right. Yeah. So, but yeah. So as we travel, as we travel through history, um, there was two interesting things that happened on this day in baseball history. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is um, Pittsburgh Pirates player, Hall of Famer, Max Carey, scored five <laughs> runs. One hit that game. <laughs> <laughs> Only had one. He got not a, and I was going to say, not a single hit for whatever reason. Not a single hit. He got on base with an error and four walks, and they won 12-2 to two over the Phils. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just so, I, that's just so weird. You just don't see that. You don't get on base five times and, and not even get one hit. I'll tell you what, we did have a game this year our, uh, in in uh, rec ball, summer ball, where um, our leadoff hitter, he had six stolen bases in one game. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, that's funny you bring that up, Howie. Because <laughs> in 1930, there was also six stolen bases. However, it was by three players. The Philadelphia Athletics had a triple steal in the first inning, but also in the fourth inning against the Cleveland Indians in 1930. Can you imagine? I've never seen a triple steal once in my entire life. No. I don't even think I've seen it, you know, in Little League or anything, you know? Yeah. And, and to think Little League ball club happened twice to him in the same game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, as a catcher, um, I don't know what that – that catcher was thinking because he's thinking, Oh my gosh, you want to talk about stealing percentage going up against me? Uh, that had to be rough. Yeah. That I mean, that's, uh, that's a pretty easy way to get behind the eight ball. Oh yeah. And Which they uh, probably weren't even keeping track of stealing percentage. Yeah, You're then, probably honestly. right. You're probably right. But I, I can tell you right now, like if there was ever like a double steal and I was catching, um, mm-hmm. More times than not, unless that run, that lead run, meant something major, I would always throw to the trail runner. Hmm. Because the trail you wouldn't runner... Because you wouldn't think he would try as hard. Exactly, exactly. He's sort of on a delay because he's making sure that guy in front of him leaves. And then uh, and then once he leaves, then he takes off. So I'm, I have like a split, you know, less than a second time to kind of, um, you know, get that runner, so... You just brought up an interesting point there. I never thought about that. What's that? But as a catcher with your steal percentage, if there's double steal, you can only throw one guy out. Yeah. No matter what, you're always going to set at 50%. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm trying to think on how the stats work today. It might be a um, a defensive indifference. 
get the one guy out. Yeah, that's the only gotcha. thing I can think of. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure though. That's a good question. Because that doesn't seem right, you know. Like you're no. doing the best you can do. You can't throw two guys out with. <laughs> yeah, one exactly. Ball. That's not even possible, right? <laughs> I know, I know. So to me, it would make sense for it to be a defensive indifference and. Yeah. Um, huh. So um, one, more, one more thing in the sports world happened uh, on this day, and, and I don't know, we might dig into this one a little bit. Um, not that long ago, 1999, so what, 22 years ago? Yeah. Uh, Lance Armstrong won the first of his seven consecutive Tour de France mm. titles. Uh, obviously, we know they would go on to be forfeited. Do you think and, they should have uh, been? You know, and, and I guess that's the whole talking point of this whole thing, right? Yeah. Because obviously we know there was human growth hormone involved, and um, I, I don't know. I don't really know where I stand on this because it's pretty much been proven at this point that they were all doing it. Uh-huh. One of them guys was doing it. Right. Um, my point where I get hung up is not necessarily that they were all doing it, so yeah, it should stand. It's that or it had... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It got to the point where it was so drawn out, and he kept denying, 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 denying. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if he would have just came clean right away, I would have been more okay with like, okay, there's obviously something going on in this sport. It needs to be addressed. Yeah, let's get it fixed. Um, you keep the title. We're going to clean this sport up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with him lying so much, that's where I get hung up with this whole thing. You know. Yeah, and now he's become a spokesman, and he's and he's come completely clean about the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, he's not denying it. Uh, I and I almost think, at least in the beginning, I don't know, if, I don't know if this still holds to be true, but uh, was he kind of? I mean, he was kind of doping up also because of his cancer, because he was trying to. I think I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, that's that what his I... levels might have been compromised because of his cancer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that might yeah. I don't know how how much that holds today, but uh, I don't know. I mean, still, like you said, I mean, it's, it's the, the same people, argument in baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, should Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame uh, or Mark McGuire or well, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> there's no way Sammy Sosa would have had the numbers that he had um, because he just he absolutely was not even close to being a power hitter when he was before the the steroid era yeah i mean when he was with the white Sox, he was Mm -hmm. i don't even know if he was a starter i don't think he was yeah i don't think so either and then you know at least with barry bonds you know even as a pirate when he was string bean thin he still Mm -hmm. he still crushed him out of the park yeah he was he was pretty much what 30 30 at least usually yeah and then sometimes 40 40 yep yep so um and for baseball fans that don't know that's uh 30 homers 30 stolen bases so he had the power and the speed yeah um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's a really hard thing to talk about because, uh, hmm. like I said, I mean, it, it's pretty much become common knowledge at this point that, yep. that there was an issue. There was a problem. They were all doing it. I mean, even the year after he it didn't, after the year after he retired and then his former teammate, the guy from Lancaster was at Floyd Landis. Is that his name? Oh Does yeah. That sound right? Yeah. Cause then he won and then that's when it all became Mm-hmm. National news, like something's going on here. Yeah, you know. Um, and and you know what? Without Lance Armstrong, uh, the Tour de France wouldn't even make the map. Here. And that's and that's the other part of this you got to look at, right? Yeah. Like, um, if these guys are doing something, and it 
maybe it enhances their performance, right? Uh-huh. But is it doing anything to physically harm themselves? I think that's the real question that they need to look at in this, yeah. you know? Um, then why can't you just say they're doing this for their job, for their passion of their sport, for their, you know what I mean? For yeah. their income, for their way to make money. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, if everybody has access to it, mm-hmm. not affecting your body or your health. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the argument would be for the integrity of the sport because then records would be shattered every single year. I mean, look at the baseball world. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Hank Aaron should be the the home run leader and and that's that. Um, but, uh, so then I I guess you just answered your own question, right? So, so you do think he should have been stripped? Uh, you know what? I guess I I guess yes, but then I kind of like I'm taking into his personal circumstances. Uh, I'm I'm taking that into account too because I almost think mm-hmm. that if he didn't do that and it, and he wasn't able to keep his strength up, um, you know, I don't think he would have even been able to to even compete in a Tour de France. And I, and I, yeah, and I, I agree, and yeah. I think that he probably did use that as um, the motivation for the sport and for the, but probably a motivation to live. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking too, and that's 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 the part that I'm hang hung up on. You know, where uh, I think I think part of his survival had to kick in in regards to some of those steroids he was taking, and he probably got introduced to these steroids. And as he was trying to recoup, if you think about it, steroids is is a drug to help you recoup faster. Correct. And uh, being that he was, you know, you know, recovering from cancer, I think that was just his way of recovering faster. It's definitely an interesting conversation. Uh And um, there's so many different ways you can look at it and so many different ways you can come up with a different viewpoint and how you feel it should have been handled. Um, But as you said main thing to come out of this whole conversation was number one it's a shame he kind of ended up with a bad rep out of this because mm-hmm. his live strong foundation really did some good it did um, it did it created a lot of money um and it helped a lot of cancer research yep and um the second thing is it put the tour de france on the map mm-hmm. i mean who was talking about the tour de france when armstrong wasn't in it yeah I mean, seriously exactly people <laughs> in france probably yeah. Um, so, look at it. Like I said, you can look at it a couple different ways, but I think in the long run, it didn't end up killing him. Uh, it didn't end up hurting his health, and it made the sport stronger. Yeah. Um, as far as popularity, mm-hmm. and it brought a lot of help to uh, cancer research. Yeah, I stuff. mean, so I think he did more good for the world than he did bad. Let's put it that way. I agree. So, I agree. I agree. So. I'm always um, a fan of him. In fact, I follow him on social media. I I yeah. admire what it's, he It's a has shame he was stuck in that position where he was because mm-hmm. I, I don't think he wanted to be like that. No. I think he was a little arrogant. He was a little full of himself at that mm-hmm. time. But I think it was eating him alive that he couldn't come clean. I yeah. really do. I could see that. I could see that. Um, hmm. So a couple other things I wanted to talk about right now. Uh, you know, more world history than anything. Sure. Um. So in 1941, um, this is, you know, again, we're at Sunday, July 25th here. Yep. Uh, so this is 1941. So this is before the Pearl Harbor attacks. 
Uh, FDR banned the selling of gas to Japan. <laughs> so um, just made me think, like, um, what, what is happening and building up <laughs> that that um, you know Japan decided that uh, they were going to attack us? Then you know what I mean? Like right. Maybe just little stuff like this was enough to push their buttons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Well, um, it, it sounds like Japan. If you really look at history, I mean, what they did was kind of like if they were going to bring you at the u.s into war with uh with the rest of the world uh mm -hmm. probably what they did was probably one of the smartest things that they could do you know take care of that side of the ocean's fleet right you know and uh and you know make it to where they have a more of a powerhouse in regards to fighting the battles that they're fighting yeah. Uh, but in the same sense, they made the biggest mistake probably in the entire war by having us come in. Yeah. You know, because uh, we're like, you know what? We're staying out of this, folks. And you guys yeah. fight your own battles. Yeah. But then we played this you... game before. We're staying out of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but once you uh, kill all those people and attack our soil, uh, it's game on. I mean, you know what? And all and, and this stands true to this day, Howie. Like, mm -hmm. um, for all the crap that America goes through, I'm trying to think of what, what this old saying is, but for lack of a better phrase, excuse my French, when the shit hits the fan, yeah, like we come together. We yeah, do. We do. Well, 9-11 is a perfect example of yeah, that. Right. So, yeah, you're right. When when they came in, I mean, that, that pissed everybody off. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're like, okay. You want us involved? Yeah. Here we come. <laughs> yep, exactly. And uh, and I don't think it was a secret that we had the atomic bomb. Right. You know, uh, now it was a secret that we were planning on doing it, <laughs> but I don't know that it was a secret that we had it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what was going on in their in the mindset of the Japanese. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, uh, there's that that's that famous quote that um you know. The, what was it? The emperor of Japan mm -hmm. said, or was it somebody? One of his, uh, what, it might have been one of his commanders or something like that. Said, uh, "I'm afraid we've awakened a sleeping giant." Yeah, and you know what? Hitler yeah. himself said that was a big mistake. Yeah, on Japan's part. So, so, um, but then you know, um, you know, this this was you know us getting into World War II. But then in 1944. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's this article that we found and uh, the site that we were reading says uh, Canada had one of its bloodiest days. Yeah, uh, it's called Operation Spring in World War II, and uh, many casualties, thousands killed. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess from what we were reading here, this was kind of their way to storm into Germany. Yeah, it was their of, yeah, it was their version of Normandy, is what that yeah. was. So. Um, so yeah, so uh, and you, and you don't hear much from Canada usually in, in wars and uh, fatalities no. and stuff like that and deaths and uh, so that was uh, was a tough day for them for sure. It got um, it got me thinking too when when we were talking about this earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. When it comes to Canada, um, when it comes to Canada and war, do they honestly? Do you think they sit back and say, you know what, the U.S. is going to have our back? And we don't have to focus as much on our military. I don't know if they did then. Um, right. I don't think they would now. I think we're pretty good allies with Canada. Oh, I yeah. Think we have a pretty I, friendly relationship with them. And, I would say um, we're definitely good allies. But I wonder, yeah. like, I wonder to what extent, like, we would be able to, to depend on them if we needed them to have our back. 
Yeah. Now, where, where did – and you'll have to excuse me because I'm not a huge history buff, so uh-huh. I'm probably going to be laughed at by you announcing this. But where <laughs> did France stand in this war? Were they with us as well? Uh, let me think. I believe the French – yeah, I believe the French were our allies. Um, and the only reason I asked that is because I know there was a lot of French immigrants that moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know – you know, let's say France would have been opposing us in that war, mm-hmm. where might have Canada stood? You know what I mean. Yeah. So that's the only reason I brought that up. But uh, yeah, the French were known for their retreat, though, more than they were their offense. If that makes sense. Yeah, their retreat, or a lot of I think a lot of people say, um, "What's what's the, what's the famous country that they always say?" Um, I'm going to play Sweden here. That's what oh I say, yeah, right? I'm going to play Sweden. Yeah. That's when you're not getting in the middle of it. You yep. kind of just, you're not taking a side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and then one more thing, uh, history. Um, in 1952, on this day, uh, Puerto Rico became a, a hmm. self-governing U.S. Commonwealth. Wow. So that's what, um, almost 70 years ago now. Um, 52 would have been, yeah, 69 yeah, years 69 ago. 69 years ago. Yeah. Hmm. So um, I, I just can't believe... I can't believe that it's they're not officially a state. Yet. I mean, just I I don't. There's got to be, and you and I talked about this mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, and it might have been last year when they had the uh, did they have a hurricane or something last year? And um, either that or there was a lot of or something. Was there a lot of controversy because Trump wasn't sending yeah resources or something stupid yeah. or yeah? Okay, they were saying so, that he was blocking the bottled water shipment from yeah. going. It's like yeah, but. Like this, like I don't know. There's got to be something going on there for a reason that they're just not becoming a state. And well, like, I mean, if think, you look like, at, at the big point, picture, they're actually smart for not becoming a state. They, okay, they receive all the benefits that a state would receive, but then they don't have to do the extreme taxation that all the states have to do. You know, and gotcha. Uh, so, as much as they are part of the United States. They also have their independence. So I, I understand why they do what they do. It makes sense. As long as they can continue getting away with it, I would probably do the same thing. But when you look at Puerto Rico, and this is just an ignorant viewpoint right now, um, wouldn't you say they're probably not as financially or economically stable as a lot of the other states in the country? Uh, I mean, that would be a fair statement. And I think that's a lot of the uh, doings of the inner government. You know, the okay. um, the government, the, the police, for example. I have a friend who uh, actually he's in Puerto Rico right now, but he he has a house in Puerto Rico and uh, and so forth. And uh, he always talks about how dirty the police are in mm. in that country. And. Uh, and a lot of that is like mafia type of stuff going on. So, gotcha. yeah. So in that respect, um, I would say that if, if the United States had them as a state, there would probably be a little more strict policy in regards to what some of these folks are getting away with. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I think they're just kind of weighing out the good versus the bad. And, and the current government of Puerto Rico, they're not in a hurry to – turn over the reins to the United States just yet. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's what we have for our uh, world history and some sports history and stuff like that today. That's right. Um, we took you to so class I think this is a good today. Time. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, 
good time to take a break and okay. come back and uh, have a mystery clip. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back after this quick message. It's been a You know, I'm watching the video on YouTube, and uh, and it's funny because when you think about rock concerts, you're thinking everybody's jumping up and down yep. and doing this and doing yep. that. But in the audience, you see people in, in shirts and ties sitting yep. down and just watching as if they're It was watching. definitely a change of culture when they oh came along. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Definitely a change of culture. And, yeah. uh, of course, I mean, we could probably have a mystery clip on these guys every day of the week. I mean, let's be honest. Easily. Uh, if you don't know who this is by now, then uh, I don't know what you, where you've been. <laughs> you've had <laughs> a hard day's night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is obviously the Beatles, and this is obviously a hard day's night. And the reason we're talking about this is uh, this was uh, in 1964. This album went number one, and it stayed wow. there for 14 weeks, and it had just gotten released. On my birthday in June 26, oh. 1964. Um, so uh, yeah, um, you know, a little side note here: all 13 tracks were written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Go figure that one, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, this was just you know right in the middle of their string of just album after album, uh, hit after hit, like uh, just just incredible. We've talked about these guys before. I mean, we don't need to go here often, <laughs> but. Um, Nine years. Is that what it was? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, yeah, it wasn't long. Nine I mean, years. I yeah. mean, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, uh, I know. It, it is incredible. I can't believe. Now they're, now they're zooming in on this one girl in the audience, and it looks like she's about to pass out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the heart throbs the Beatles were, Oh, right? I know. Well, you know, it's like when you and I go out in the streets, Troy. It's yeah, very similar. This podcast, yeah. It, it, it's, you know, I mean, we're not quite the Beatles stardom yet, but um, we're getting there. Yeah, we're I definitely mean, getting um, there. I mean, we get people throwing stuff at us right now, right? I mean, yeah. It's usually not soft stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. It's usually like a baseball bat or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Hey, speaking of baseball, how, how did you guys end up in your tournament? Oh, um, well, you know what? I guess we finished uh, third when okay, it was all third. said and done. Yeah, so, uh, okay. I mean, honestly, the last two games we played, uh, you know, definitely was proud of what they accomplished. And uh, and they started playing the way I would have loved to have seen them play for the entire year. You know, yeah. they played with a different mentality. And I think, unfortunately, it took them the second last game of the season to do this. But – the the team that we played that had the the parents the way they were and the yes. team the way it was it seemed to have waken them up you know we talked about waking up a giant you know when yep. it came to the United States going into war I think that team woke up the giants within our players and uh, gotcha yeah so really proud of how they played we just didn't have the depth that we would have loved to have had so but yeah nothing but pride for what they did awesome. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. And, um, you know, maybe in 20 years, Howie, somebody will be asking something like this about one of your ballplayers. <laughs> where are they now? Oh, where are they now? That's a good question. And you know what? 
I think our topic of where are they now, this has to be one of your favorites, right? Um, I mean, um, fan of the show when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, probably my favorite show when I was a kid, honestly. Yeah. Um, Definitely and not one of my only that, favorites, but now too. I'm a, the podcast he does now as well yeah um so that's one big clue of where is he now um, <laughs> how do you so like him week, on the podcast by the way love it because it's a different side of him you know all you've ever seen obviously okay hold on time out <laughs> that's funny because i just took a took a line from saved by the bell right oh there we go <laughs> time out so so we're actually talking about mark paul gosler yeah and um you know famous for playing zach morris on saved by the bell um, we'll talk about some of the stuff he's into now. Um, but before I do that, um, I'll talk about the podcast he's doing now. It's called, uh, Zach to the future. Mm. And, um, I'll have to listen to that I'm sometime. So, um, and he's talking about him filming saved by the bell. And, um, it's, it's just really cool that it's a different side of him. Cause all you've ever seen is a Zach Morris character, right? Sure. And now you're seeing like, how fun loving he is and how looking back, um, how self-conscious he was of some of this stuff. He never portrayed himself like that on TV. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, Zach's so cool. He's so confident. He's full of himself, whatever. But he would talk about all these things like, Oh my, I was always worried about how my hair looked or sure. I had a pimple that was popping up. And you know what I mean? Like just little stuff like that. He would talk about while he, you know, while he was, it was driving him crazy while he was filming and yeah. how he was so shy to be on the girls with the set. Like it really, you know, he didn't feel confident. Like, having to like have his first love be like on set there with him and stuff like that. And it mm-hmm. was just, it's, it's a really different thing. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's a fun podcast to listen to. And right now um, they are, I think they're talking about the Malibu beach episodes. If you remember those, the one oh, yeah. that Remini was in. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they're talking about those right now. Um, but yeah, it's, huh. uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Um he, he talks about how he was a, a race car driver. He loved uh, riding dirt bike. He did a lot of dirt bike competitions. He talks about his brother, who's actually a mechanic uh, for dirt bikes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, um, and I guess his dad, if you if we go back in history here, his dad used mm-hmm. to be the uh, plant supervisor for Anheuser-Busch. Nice. And, uh, and I guess his mom was uh, an airline hostess. So, yeah, so they, they had interesting careers as well. And, uh, and you know, we talk about where are they now. You know, we got Saved by the Bell. The, the It's not even – I want to say the college years. But uh, yeah. we're, we're obviously way past the college years. But, yeah, just the, the, the new version of Saved is by it, the Bell. Is it called the new cast? Or I don't even know what it's called. It's the uh, – All it uh, says here is uh, the revival Saved by the Bell. I don't know. What, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like you said, his interests, uh, include cycling, motocross, auto racing. Uh, and by the way, he's also a pilot. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, he lives outside of Los Angeles. Um, he originally, he's married twice. He married uh model Lisa Ann Russell in 96. They divorced in 2011. And then in 2012, I guess he didn't wait too long. He ended up, uh, and I guess I wouldn't wait too long, too, if you saw what this new one looks like. <laughs> but uh, he married advertising executive uh, Catriona McGinn 
and they have two and he has two children with Lisa and two children with Catriona so four kids yeah, yeah he ta- he talks about his kids on okay. the, uh, the show quite often oh wow um he talks about you know being a dad that's pretty cool and huh. uh, every once in a while they'll have guests on um you know from the uh from his cast or whatever and sure. it's pretty funny to hear them come on like he has he's had a he's had them all on except for Screech obviously because we lost him right um he even had do you remember um the episodes where uh Kelly, played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen, mm-hmm. uh started dating that Jeff guy, her, yeah. her, her boss at the Max, right? Yep. Uh, she even he was even on, right? And they were talking about, you know, looking back at this, you know, how old was she? 15, 16, and here's some college guy who's oh, not only a college yeah. guy dating her, but he's also, you know, her supervisor at work. You know, <laughs> like none of this should play out, right? You know, yeah, we're talking exactly. about how creepy and stuff this is. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, but you also, you, you, I don't know, you did mention that, um, he is producing the new yeah. Saved by the Bell. He's yeah. one of them. And he also stars in it too. Like, I, I shouldn't say star. Uh, he also has a, a reprising role. You know, he's, he's the dad of Mac Morris. Oh, um, okay. Who, who, um, is, you know, one of the students at the, uh, the new, <laughs> uh, Bayside, you know, yes. so. Wow. Um, now, have you seen yeah, the so. principal from Saved by the Bell recently? Askins, I have not. I heard he's put on a lot of weight. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, like really oddly looking, you know. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, like I saw him, uh, and I can't remember where I saw him. I think it was like an interview somewhere. And it's like, oh, boy. Um, he kind of let himself go a bit. seen him pop in on a few wrestling shows I've watched because he's a huge wrestling fan. Oh yeah. Okay. And you so know what? I've I seen think you him. did say that before. Yeah. Yeah. He's a huge wrestling fan. Huh? Um, wow. So yeah. So that's, uh, that's this week's where are they now? Yes, right? indeed. Uh, yeah. And I didn't realize this, but Mark Paul is, uh, he's almost exactly my age. He was born 25 days before me. Oh, get out. Yeah, so he is 47 years old. Still a young man. That's right. That's right. And don't you forget it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys get a chance. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up about him, and I think this gets way overlooked. He played a great role in the movie Dead Man on Campus. And I don't, okay. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, it's so funny. So basically, the premise of this is uh, Mark Paul Gosler and Thomas Everett Scott. Um, they have they are they're in college and they're just partying it up, mm-hmm. and they're not studying at all. They're not doing their work. Blah blah blah. And they they hear about this urban legend that if you have a roommate and they end up committing suicide, that hmm. you get a you got to pass on all your classwork for that semester or whatever oh, because it was, it's a dramatic experience for you, whatever. So basically, sure. they go out on this hunt to try to find a person they think is most likely to kill themselves <laughs> to be their roommate so they pass the semester or whatever. Wow. And uh, they end up finding um, – oh, let me see if I can find his name because uh, – Okay. Well, I can uh, click on, I'll click on Dead Man on Campus. Uh, yeah. Let's see. His name is um, – Lachlan Monroe. Okay, I think that's his name. If I'm if I'm finding the right guy here. Well, I um, mean, as far as is he of any of the stars? 
He is. He's he's the guy that they they end up kind of settling on, as okay. far as um, you know, huh. the guy that they think's most likely to kill himself. And it's not because he's depressed or in a ba- but it's because he just does all kinds of stupid stuff. Oh my! Gosh. And um, you know, they think eventually this guy's gonna end up killing himself, whether it be on purpose or not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a funny movie. It's uh-huh. uh, there can be a little can be a little raunchy and uh, inappropriate at times. Okay. Um, so you know. Just want to throw that precursor out there if any of you folks are going to watch it with the kids. Um, but it is very funny. Yeah. Um, and it was the first film by MTV to have an R rating. So how about that? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I think you kind of uh, alluded to it earlier that, uh, you know, this guy, he's he's actually quite business smart when you look at it. Yeah, you know he Very. he looks like he he maintained his image, and mm-hmm. but yet he didn't stick with that tight cast role, right? You know, so Correct. he was yeah, able... I mean, because he went on to play uh, in NYPD Blue. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, um, he's one of the stars in Mixed Dish right now. Yep, um, he had a couple other uh, shows that he was in, and this didn't really last long. But there was one called Pitch, and that was where he was actually a pitcher, a mm-hmm. baseball pitcher. Yep. And uh, the other one called The Passage, and I don't know much about that one, uh, but it says it's a thriller uh, based on the trilogy of novels by Justin Cronin. Wow. So if anybody knows anything about him, okay. uh, it's probably, um, you know, it was only it was canceled after one season, unfortunately. So yeah. uh, must not have really, uh, must not have held a lot of interest by a lot of people. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he made a TV movie. I mean, he was in several TV movies, Atomic Twister, yeah. The Princess and I the wouldn't Marine. Be su- I wouldn't be surprised if he was in some of them Hallmark uh, Christmas movies and such. Um, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he yeah. was. So, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's doing okay for himself. Uh, I don't think he sure is. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to worry about him being the next uh, Ricky Schroeder, so to speak. And uh, oh, and another show he did was Franklin and Bash, and that was like a, like a detective. Okay, and yep. um, he got to. He's actually. Uh, got to be best friends with uh, one of the guys on that show Brecken Meyer do you know that name Brecken Meyer I do I do um do you remember what he was famous for he was uh he was in Clueless he was in a movie called Road Trip and uh he okay. was um I think he played uh John Arbuckle in the Garfield movie Really Yeah okay yeah. so um huh so yeah Brecken Meyer wow so, very interesting yeah, so, yep. he's a funny guy too because he's he's been on the podcast a couple of times too, and uh, <laughs> those two those two together or something else is pretty funny. So. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it says he still keeps in touch with Mario Lopez of Saved by the Yeah, Bell. yeah. They, I, apparently, they're all still really good friends. That's there was awesome. a little bit of a falling out with Dustin Diamond, but he said, but Mark Paul said he never had any ill feelings towards him. He said there was some misinformation that went out. Yeah, but he said he would still have texts. You know, he, they would still text back and uh-huh. forth and talk. And he said he never had any ill will towards them or any, you know, hard feelings yeah. or anything. Yeah, and I, so, I, and I felt bad for Dustin because he was trying to find himself. He didn't fit in with the crowd that he was with man. at Saved by the Bell. Yeah, he and, was younger than yeah, all of them. Yeah, he was younger you know? than everyone. And, uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, he, he has the nerd appearance, you know, mm-hmm. going on. And, uh, yeah, he just – I think he just had a rough time fitting in. But that's another thing with Mark Paul, like – um you know, they he compliments Dustin so many times in the show about his comedic timing and stuff like that on sure. that show. And as they're watching, because they watched it back as they're talking about it, and uh, he, he just sometimes he just cracks up. He's like, just 
that line from Screech was just perfect. Like the way he <laughs> said it, this facial expression, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. So for sure. So yeah. So Mark Paul Gossler, uh, yeah, he was our this week's. Where are they now? And um, <laughs> we still got. So, we're gonna have to do some kind of um, outtake for you. <laughs> uh, some kind of intro where you're doing the where are they now and then some kind of outro and uh we're gonna turn we're gonna really produce this one day troy i promise okay okay so all right <laughs> well let's wrap up this one i know we went a bit a little bit longer than we wanted to on yeah, this uh this episode but uh that's all right i mean that's that's what we we catch ourselves doing this all the time we find a story and we just kind of keep going with it because it's it, you know that's what we do we talk and it's easy for us to have conversations that's so. right that's right so all right. Well, I think it would be more dangerous if we were in the same studio. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd be curious. One day we'll have to do that again where we're just – Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Most yeah. definitely. All right. Well, so, hey, I think with that being said, we'll call it a uh, a week for this show. And uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, uh, I will be uh, a little bit darker and uh, enjoying some sun and – catching some waves so absolutely all righty well hey have a great time yeah thanks and uh until next time i guess we'll uh stay tuned thank you for listening to another episode please like us on facebook follow us on twitter at stay tuned tnh email us stay tuned tnh at gmail.com and uh whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on google apple spotify uh please subscribe share rate and review And until next week, stay tuned.